If you look it up on on uh, on YouTube, there's a whole thing that explains the story. But like briefly, it just says this is the story of Bailey and Blaze, the two dogs that were reunited with their owner after three months. The the video of him being told his adoption fee has been taken care of, and the donations he received as well has gone viral on Facebook, with over 841,000 views and 22,000 shares. In just 24 hours, there is an overwhelming amount of people wanting to help and donate to this man who lost everything in almost his life because basically he had a heart attack and so they had to take the dogs in and so he had all his bills, but basically the homie got hooked up. Everyone say, hooked up. Man, here's the deal. Tonight we're talking about generosity. Everyone say generosity. There's something about generosity that breaks poverty. Wow. There's something about it. It breaks limitations, man. This is what happened. He, they, they got to bless this dude. They, I don't know if you could hear it, but I think they were talking about like giving him, they got him some coupons. They got him some, or not, not coupons. They got him more. They paid his thing and then gave him above what he, what he owed and all this whole thing. The whole, the people got together, man. Something about generosity that breaks poverty, man. And this is, this is the heart of God. So we're, we've been in a series called uh, uh, Mindsets. What is the series called? Mindsets. <laughs> I made it up, but I don't know what it's in. Uh, we've been in a series on mindsets, and, and we've talked about the victorious mindset. We talk about the servant mindset. We talk about a revival mindset and reaching out to people. But tonight, we're talking about generosity as a mindset. There's something about generosity as a mindset that literally breaks poverty. And, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, we're all going communists and sharing everything in a weird way. But I... <laughs> But I want tonight to encourage you. Tonight is encourage, encouraging us to be a blessing. It's a, it's a be a blessing lifestyle. Look at your neighbor and say, be a blessing. And we're talking about generosity that breaks poverty. It breaks limitations. And even more than anything, it actually preaches the gospel of Jesus. Like being a generous person is one of the most powerful ways that you can preach the gospel of Jesus. It's, you know, you know what I mean? Some people have heard, and I'll go on the, the negative side for a second here, that people, some servers who work in restaurants don't like working on Sundays because the Christians who go there after church are stingy. That's craziness to me. Because God's DNA is generous. And if we're sons and daughters of God, we should carry on the same DNA of generosity. Amen. And, and God is a generous God. That's why, can we, can we put up John 3.16, Senor Knox, help us out here. Because this is the gospel. For God so loved the world that he, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I love that. I love that verse. That verse changed my life. Part of my story that I didn't tell earlier was before all that car accident happened, my two friends wanted to uh, kill themselves and, the, and all the, the guy preaching to me and all this stuff. Before that happened, there was a commercial that a Baptist, a local Baptist church put on TV and they read that verse over and over and over and over. Like different faces would say, for God so loved the world, then a different face, that he gave his only son, and this whole thing. And I can still remember the commercial today. That's how powerful this thing is. It's the good news, man. It, in other words, the word of God got stuck in my heart. It was like, God loves you, and he gave his son. But this is, this is the heart of God. God so loved that he gave. And man, I'm telling you, that's craziness that Christians can be stingy. That's like weird. I don't even understand. That's like an, that's like an, yeah, that's an oxymoron. Thank you. I was looking for the word, but I was going to make up a weird analogy. <laughs> You're like, oh, what is he going to say? I don't know. They just come from random world and they just happen. Like, I don't understand it. But listen, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, 
if this is our dad, like our God, our father is a generous God, then it would make sense that we would follow suit as sons and daughters of, of generous God, that we would be givers, that we wouldn't judge people based on their service, but we would judge people based on their worth that was proved at the cross. And we go like, oh, well, this server didn't really do me well, so they're getting a 1% tip. Here's some change. Clink, clink, clink. Like, are you kidding me, dude? I, I'm telling you, the worse the service, the better the tip. Why? Because people who have bad service has something going on in their life, and they need you to love them and not judge them. Hey, then we can be like our dad. You know what I'm saying? Then we could be like our dad who's in heaven. Be like, well, they didn't. They messed up my drink, and they, they put onions, and I didn't want onions. Now my breath stinks. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know where this comes from. And so, like, we say stuff like this, and then we start judging them, and then we, get, we, we make a judgment on them, and then we give ourselves a reason not to love them. Man, what if God did that to us? Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love, I love tipping people generously. It's at least 20%, at least, at least. Even if like we, we went to a, a you know, if we, if we go to the chart house or the beach house or whatever house on the beach, you know what I'm saying? Y'all been to those places, cost like 30 bucks for a steak like this big, whatever. I'd be like, dude, I already paid 30 bucks and I had to pay for my wife and I had, you know, like it just gets racked up. I ain't tip. I ain't got money for a tip. <laughs> then don't go there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a good word. Why? Because the DNA of our God is generosity. Everyone say generosity. God is a generous God and he loves blessing people. He always gives too much. <laughs> you know when he fed the 5,000, they had 12 basketfuls of food left over. Come on, man. And, 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 you know, I just think, man, we got to, if we don't have the mindset of God, like the Bible says that he has given us the mind of Christ, then we can follow suit and be generous. Like, be like, oh, well, when I get a lot of money, then I'll do that. Be like, bro, you ain't gonna, if you ain't doing it with your five bucks now, you ain't doing it with your 5,000 then. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way it is because it's in your mind. It's not in your bank. It's in your mind. Hey, come on, man. Like, like, I'm telling you, there's something about this DNA of God that's generous that we got to grab a hold of because it's that generosity that breaks poverty. And I don't just mean breaking poverty like in a third world country or in, you know, in Skid Row in L.A. or something crazy like that. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about breaking poverty in up in here, up in your mind. You know what I'm saying? You know that old song, free your mind, you know, and the rest will follow. You know, anyway, y'all look at me like I'm weird. Y'all heard that song before. If, <laughs> if your mind gets freed up, the blessing, I'm telling you, man, oh, I'm telling you, it, it, this thing, just, just shifting. That's why you hear these stories of like, oh, if you, if you take all the money away from a millionaire and, and you put him on the streets, he'll be back there in two years because it's the way he thinks. It's, it's, not, it's not anything else other than a mindset. Listen, I mean, I'm telling you, well, I would say it's the blessing of God as well. But li listen, this is, this is the deal. Uh, we are blessed to be a blessing. We're not blessed to hoard a blessing. We're, we're blessed to be a blessing. Like we literally get to be a blessing everywhere we go. And so I want to encourage this be a blessing lifestyle. And I want to encourage breaking, I don't even know if this is in the Bible, uh, the spirit of stingy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, so many times we got such a tight grip on everything that we have. You, you know it's not yours anyway, right? <laughs> it ain't yours. It's God's. You are a steward over everything. You are an owner of nothing and a steward over everything. Even the breath that you're breathing is on loan from God today. You're breathing today because he wants you to. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, man. Everything we have is on loan from God. This is, this is crazy. And, and you want a scripture for that? Revelation 4.11, it actually says that, that everything, is, it says, by your will, all things were created and they exist for your good pleasure. In other words, you're existing because God wants you to. Revelation 4.11 or 10, whatever. It's close to there. Trust me. It's in there. This is God. How generous is God? He's so good. You know, in the Old Testament, it'd be like, if you sinned against God, your, your, your crops didn't get any rain. In the New Testament, God rains down on everyone, whether it's the just or the unjust, the righteous or the unrighteous. You sin against God, you don't sin against God. You messed up, you didn't mess up, God blesses you anyway, because he's generous. The Bible actually tells us that this is the day when God's free favors profusely abound. Man, that's, if you want to reference, take notes, Luke 4.18 or 19. I don't know. It's one of those two. Luke 4, 18 or 19 in the Amplified Bible. But it's the, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. It's in the Amplified, man. But David's real quick. He might get it up real quick. I think it's actually 19. Can you do that? Can you do it that quick, dude? For Luke 4, 18 or 19 in the Amplified Bible? Let's see. Everyone, are you ready for this? This is David Knox, man. David Knox doesn't mess around, though. Like, he's the fastest hey! typer. Okay, so it is the next. It is 19. To proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Jesus announced that when he came on the earth. He said, hey guys, I want you to know there's a season change, and this is the day that we're living in. Oh, do it again. Put it back up there. <laughs> this is, he, he said, I've come on the earth to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. That's powerful, man. Guess, 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 just think about this for a second. Guess who he's going to let his free favors profusely abound through? Look at the person next to you and tell he's talking about you right now. He is talking about you. Now look at this. Luke 6.38. This is a powerful verse. I'm going to play a little popcorn with scripture tonight. Luke 6.38. This is Jesus speaking. He says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your bosom. That's weird, but it's, it's in there. For with the same measure that you use. <laughs> it's because this was translated a long time ago, okay, whatever, before all of us were born. For with the same measure, except for maybe me, you use, it will be measured back to you. Notice the verse says give, not wait until you have and then give. Y'all catch that? Be like, well, when I have enough to give, I'll give. No, 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 no. It ain't working like that. He said give and it will be given to you. This is a reality that we have to step into because if we go like, well, one day when I have enough to be a generous person. You know, like years ago, I was listening to Joyce Meyer speak and she said that she set apart uh, a certain amount of money every paycheck to just put it into a blessing fund, like a giving fund. So I started doing that. 
And and it was it's like you know if y'all do budget you know if y'all Dave Ramsey Hallelujah or whatever budget plan you have if you budget your finances which I think you should but man so I started doing that and I would I just started with twenty bucks every every paycheck I would get twenty bucks out of this paycheck is going to be a blessing to somebody else and man I'm telling you and I'm not even saying this to brag I'm just telling you this nowadays we have to watch how much we give because our like giving budget like goes way over literally every single month because I just can't help it like I just like this is hey let me just bless you you know like let me help break a poverty mindset by letting you know that God's generous. How? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you and bless you and bless you. I'm going to buy you food. I'm going to pay for your way to Disneyland. Oh, Lord, that's a big one. Like, I'm going to pay. Someone's like, is that a prophecy for me? What's going on? <laughs> I claim it. Hallelujah. I claim Now pull it in. No. <laughs> but we do this on purpose. Wait, I do this on purpose. Number one, because, because God's a generous God. Number two, because my spiritual father taught me this. Like, it, like Pastor Daniel always pays for me. Everywhere. He doesn't even let me go anywhere without him paying for me. And so some of y'all have been to lunch or meals with me. It's just the way it is because my dad just showed me that's what you do. You're, you be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm not blessed to hoard a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And so everywhere I go, I'm, I'm usually going to pay for you. If, you. if I ask you to go out to lunch, I'm probably going to pay for you. It's just the way it is. If I invited you, now sometimes we're like in dire straits, you know what I'm saying? And, and Dave Ramsey's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, bro, all right. I ain't going to pay. <laughs> you know, like, and, and you, you know, whatever, use wisdom. But all I'm trying to say is this, is there something about this be a blessing, this give and then it shall be given to you. Like this is, this is the mind of God. We're talking about mindsets. We're talking about gener- generous mindset. This is the mind of God. And look at this, Acts 20, 35, Paul is speaking to his uh, people in Ephesus, and he says, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Wow. Come on, this is a generous mindset, man. This is is crazy. And here's where it has to be rooted in, though. Security in God's provision that he's going to take care of you and that my dad loves me because the poverty mindset it it's always saying it's like it it attacks this generous thing it's like it's hard because like like you always think you don't have enough like the poverty mindset says it's always a struggle like how are you doing well just the struggle is real or, or it, the poverty mindset's always thinking, I'm not good enough. Or I don't deserve it. Have you ever had that before where someone tries to bless you with something? You're like, no, 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 no. You can't give me that. You know, I remember, and some of you guys have been hearing me speak for a long time. I've assured this, but this literally, this moment changed my life. I was Mr. Taco right over here. And my friend was taking me out, and we're, we're just hanging out, going for lunch. And uh, he paid for his meal, and then he had like, $2 back in change. I'm telling you, it was just $2. Remember, it's not about how, how much money it is, right? It's, it's not about the quantity. It's, it's, it's really about the mindset. And so he had $2. He had, his cha- he had like $2 and some coins or something. So he ordered his meal, got the change, and then he handed me his change. And I said, no, nah, dude. I try to be like humble, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, 
I'm good. You know? And then he looked at me in the eye and he said, you're going to reject a blessing? And I'm like, hook me up. <laughs> and I literally just, I just took it out of his hand. I'm like, all right, dude, I receive it, man. I'm telling you that, that moment happened probably 12 years ago. That's how, that's how old this story is. But it more shifted the way I thought. Because if I can't even get two bucks, what am I going to do when someone hands me more than that? Wendy Backlund, who's a, who's a minister, she said this. She said, you can only receive the amount that you think you're worth. Whoa. <laughs> you can only receive the amount that you think you're worth. And God began breaking this mindset in me because this is the deal. You want to be a generous giver. You have to be a generous receiver first. Because it's a mindset. I don't want to say you have to be. I, I think actually it could work either way. But this is what God is doing with me. I kept getting blessed, man. I'm telling you, people would bless me. And I, I like, I read this verse, Malachi 3.10, that it tests me in this, says the Lord, and see if I won't throw open the windows of heaven it, it's in the tithe, if you tithe and, and bring offering. I remember tithing one time, and, and I actually prayed. I said, God, I'm testing you. Because I, I really, like, I was hurting for money, you know. Say, it's one of those moments where you're like, if I tithe... This might be a little hard. Forget that if. When I tithe, you know what I'm saying? Forget that if. I will. And then I, my mind just changed. You're like, forget that. I'd rather be late on my bills and dishonor God. What kind of crap is that? You know, like, seriously, that's how I feel about this. Be like, you don't honor God first, and why do you expect, you know, anyway. Listen, I, I, and so I remember, I remember just saying, all right, I test you in this, Lord. I'm telling you, within one week, someone came out to me, handed me a check for $100. Another person gave me 20 bucks. Another person gave me a wad of cash and said, hey, I just feel like God wants me to give you this. And it was like another 40, 50 bucks or something like that. <sighs> Take it. Because, because it worked. Like, God's, God's principles work. You honor him first. He hooks it up fat. That's not in the Bible exactly like that. <laughs> it's not exactly like that, but it's close. Man, you got to remember, I don't know anything about anything. I'm learning everything scratch from brand new, right? Like, I, I didn't grow up understanding any of this. I just was like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do? Oh, let's do it. And so I would just do it. And then it worked. What? <laughs> and, then, and then later on in life, I would get guitars given. I mean, I'm talking about Taylor guitars. Like, it's not just money. Like, Taylor guitars, pretty much every single guitar I think I own today has been given to me as a gift. The one that I play on Sundays and stuff, one day I came to church and it was chilling in my office. And Pastor Teresa's like, hey, you might want to go check your office. <laughs> so I go up there. There's a brand new guitar in the case. And it said favor on it. <laughs> Someone put a, a sticky note. Favor. <laughs> I dude, I, I just have a good dad, man. I just have a good dad. I'm telling you, and whatever, I could tell more stories. But I, all I'm trying to tell you is there's something about this security that God's taking care of you. This is what enables you to be generous because you're not worried like if I give this away and I believe we're all growing in certain levels, but you're not worried like if I give this away, I just, man, I'm, I'm out, you know, I want to encourage you to hear God's voice when you're giving and don't just go, you know, whatever craziness. I mean, I guess whatever, God will meet you where your faith is. So forget what I just said. But listen, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you like, like sometimes, you know, well, I'm going to say it like this. Because for me, I had a performance mindset, and so I would hear a message about giving everything away. There's a preacher named Robert Morris who literally has given his house and home and car, literally everything he's owned away probably three or four times. And every single time, God gives him more than what he gave away. 
So I heard this message. I'm like, I need to give everything away now. Because I had a performance thing going on. Like, I had to perform to, like, earn things from God. It's like this weird thing in my mind. So I, like, I'm, I'm just telling you this only be- because there's a caveat to some of that. You know, uh, I remember sitting in the bank parking lot back when it was called Washington Mutual, if y'all remember those days. It used to be Wamu, but now it's Chase. I was sitting in the parking lot freaking out because I felt like I needed to empty my bank account and give it all away. And I'm like, oh, but there was like this tension in me, like, and there was this verse, you know, like John 14 says, like Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commands. And so I was like, oh, crap, now I'm, you know, like, man, I really, you know, so there's this really weird, like, religious performance thing that I thought I had to, like, do all this stuff and kind of to get something, get in good with God. Like, it was weird. Do you guys get what I'm saying? And so there's an unhealthy realm of, like, performing for God. That's what I'm trying to say. So you got to be wise in this. And so anyway, that day I was sitting there debating. And so I just called my pastor and I just said, Pastor, like, this is what I'm thinking. I feel like I need it. And he's like, dude, go home. You're good. Don't worry about it. Oh, that was weird. I was like, okay. Click. And then freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, that simple. That simple. Like, don't worry about it. You don't have to do it. Like, oh, Okay. I just realized, it was like a process of me realizing that I don't have to perform for God. uh, Anyway, so I'm saying that with a caveat, like, follow the Holy Spirit, but don't listen to the religious spirit. Yeah. Okay, where was I? Security. Security in God. There's something about security in God's provision, that he's taking care of you, that your dad loves you, because generosity is a mindset. Remember, it's not an amount of money. It's a mindset millionaires can still be, have a poverty mindset. Billionaires can still have a poverty mindset because they're hoarding everything for themselves. Because if I let go, then how am I going to get taken care of? They didn't know they have a dad who takes care of birds and they're more valuable than them. You with me on this? So it's a mindset. And, and it's like, man, I, I, live, I have to live a life. We got to live this life that we have a good father who takes care of his kids. This is the way that God is. He's a good father and he takes care of his kids. That's why he would tell in Matthew 6, he'd be like, listen, guys, you know, the birds of the air, they, they're not freaking out about how they're going to get fed. They're not, they're not toiling. They're not spinning around wondering how my bills are going to get paid. But he says, your heavenly father feeds them. And he said, how much more for you? You know, and then he would say, seek first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What's the point? Like, you have a good father. And this is where generosity stems from. It's, it's coming from a mindset that God loves me and my dad is taking care of me. So the poverty mindset says, I don't deserve it. The, the poverty mindset says, I'll settle for less than what I got just because it's what I can get. And, and, and man, the, the poverty mindset says things like, I can't have good things. It's like, well, we'll get the, you know, I, I don't have a problem with, you know, working your way into something. Sometimes we, we settle at the entry level, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, like well, the entry level's for me for the rest of my life. I ain't got it. You know, I'm, not, I'm not worth it. The poverty mindset says that I'm unloved and I'm all alone and that nobody's there for me. Listen, the poverty mindset says I feel bad when I get blessed. Like when someone's trying to hook you up with something, someone's trying to bless you in any kind of way, whether they're giving you something or whether they're giving you a compliment, praise the Lord. Those are, those, that's a real test right there. When someone's trying to give you a compliment, how do you respond to it? Can you receive it or can you, do you deflect it? 
Because somewhere along the line, someone said, you know, it's all about God and it's not about us. And so we can never receive compliments. Like, that's just crap. <laughs> you want to know why? Because God loves you and he wants to encourage you. And how do you receive encouragement? A lot of times it's through words. And God wants to encourage you to be like, well, it's all God. You know, have you heard this before? It's like, you know, like I played a song and I sang and be like, oh, that was so good. And, and someone says, oh, you know, that was that was so powerful. And you're like, well, it was all God. And they're like, well, it ain't that good, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like a weird thing. It's called false humility. Like, like, receive it. Like, just let someone bless you. Like, how can you be a blessing if you haven't been blessed? Hey, that's a good word. And keep deflecting all the blessing. You have no blessing to give anybody now. Yeah, so you have to, like, be a generous receiver so you could be a generous giver. That's not, this, is, this is like a mindset. I'm telling you, like, this is something that's not developed, like, over one night. Okay, so I'm telling you some things, and, and I'm telling you, like, here, this is the heart of God. Apparently, I'm about to get pulled over. <laughs> Listen to what dictionary says that poverty is. Poverty is the state or condition of having little or no money, goods, or means of support. It is a condition of being poor. I'm going to say this one more time. Poverty is the state or condition of having little or no money, goods, or means of support. It is the condition of being poor. Now, let's transfer this, because now forget about just the money aspect. How many of us sometimes feel like we don't have anything to give? Outside of money, let's talk about words. I don't even know how to give words of encouragement. We talked about this last week. God says, Moses, I want you to go rescue my people, Israel out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He's like, wait a second, Lord. He's like, I can't talk very well. How many understand that's a poverty mindset? Because God would later on say, I'm like, uh, actually, I created your mouth, um, and it works good. <laughs> so what are you trying to, and he would argue with, you know, God, Moses would argue back and forth with God. It was crazy. It's the state or condition of having little. Now think about this, man. Like, how much do you really have in God? What do you really have? Are you an orphan scraping for the crumbs that fall off the table? Or are you one of the kids at the table with the more than enough, 12 basketfuls left over? I want to encourage you. Like, this is a mindset. Like, everyone's getting prayer, and the preacher forgot about me. Come on, man. You're not an orphan. You know, like orphans are always like hoarding the, the food, like, ah, I never know when I'm going to get the next one, so I got to put it in my pockets. Like Napoleon Dynamite putting, like, you know, tater tots in your pocket, you know what I'm saying? Like hoarding everything, like, because I never know when I'm going to get another thing. Wait a second. Who's your dad? You with me? This is, this, is like, this is like what repentance is. We change our mind about how we think about God and ourselves. Look at this. Okay, now a second. I have a good God, and I have a good Father. Look at this. Okay, now we'll go back to Luke 4.18, the original, not the Amplified, but the other one. Jesus came. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the? 
Come on, man. Who preached the gospel to the poor. In other words, he came to destroy the poverty mindset. He came to destroy the mindset that says, I'm not good enough. I can't get anywhere. I don't deserve it. It's always a struggle. I'm settling for less because I can't get anything good. I can't have good things. You know, make that joke. Like, this is why we can't have nice things, young man. You know, like... Oh, are you with me tonight? There's a new way to live. Uh, let me show you this, Proverbs 10, 22. I love this verse. This is like probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Can, let's, let's read that together. This is the Bible, man. One, two, three. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I love this because that means that you don't have to feel sorry for being blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. That way you don't have to apologize for having a nice car or a nice new shirt or a a nice something or, you know, a gift to, to, to do whatever music. I, I'm not thinking that because that's what I do. I mean, whatever your gifts are, a gift to play Halo really well. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> a gift to be creative, a, a gift to, to be an administrator, a gift to help things. You don't have to be ashamed of it. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. There, there's no sorrow to the blessing because you have, man, I'm telling you, this is so huge because sometimes we try to, if I handed someone some money and if they had this poverty mindset, they'd be like, no, 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 no. I don't deserve it and all this kind of stuff. We're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm about to bless you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. He's not making you, in other words, you don't have to feel bad for being blessed. Some people get crazy about preachers who have big houses or whatever. I, I'm like, why? They, they work hard. Did you know the Bible actually says that those who preach and teach the word are worthy of double blessing and double honor? I didn't write the book, homie. <laughs> Be like, well, Joel Osteen is so, uh, you know, and well, this guy and then and he, Greg Laurie lives in a mansion. And we're like, yeah, because he's blessed, homie. And he ain't feeling bad for it either. You shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, well, all these preachers, all they're on is about money. Well, you're the one talking about money all the time, so I don't know what your deal is. You're like, it's all about money. It's all about money. It's all about money. Well, why, why don't you change it? Like, why don't you, like, do something? I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's, it's annoying to me. I'm sorry. I just think it's weird. All the preachers want is your money. Be like, no, they don't, but because I know them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be like, Joel Osteen writes a helicopter from church. You'd be like, probably because he needs to get places real quick. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that he actually has a helicopter he takes into the, that Superdome where he preaches at? I know that sounds crazy for me to even say that right there. <laughs> I like Joel. I like Joel. I, can it be said on record? I like Joel Osteen, and he preaches good. When I was depressed and actually feeling like I was going crazy depressed, I watched him, and he changed my life. I'm telling you, he, he said one phrase that forever changed my life. And I still, you probably heard me say it. He said that the good thing about seasons is that they have a beginning and they have an end. And whatever you're going through, there's a beginning to it and there's an end to it. It changed my life because then I didn't feel like I was going to be depressed for the rest of my life. That was Joel Osteen. He's a man of God. 
He loves God. He honors God. So anyway, all I'm trying to say is that, forget, forget all that. That was just a free thing. But all I'm trying to say is when blessing comes your way, you don't have to be ashamed of it. You don't have to be ashamed to be blessed for something good. When someone gives you a, something, whatever it's, they pay for you for something, they give you a shirt, I don't even know what it is. They give you a, pay you a compliment. Man, you don't have to feel sorry. This is, this is the generous mindset, man. Because generosity breaks poverty. And, and God will keep blessing and keep blessing and keep blessing you until that thing shifts. And then he'll just keep blessing you because you're his kid. I want to say this. I have just a couple more things, okay? Uh, when you have an he- a healthy estimation of yourself, that, that is what causes you to not be sorry for blessing. Like, in other words, that you value yourself enough to accept a blessing. You value yourself enough to accept a gift. And this is something about the love of God. When the love of God comes into your life, the love of God actually gives you such a healthy viewpoint of yourself that at the same time, it takes your eyes off of yourself. This is how you know that you've been filled up with the love of God. All of a sudden, your world doesn't revolve around you anymore. This is how you know. Because if your world is revolving around you, you don't know how much you're loved yet. And that's okay. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 17, it says, the one who fears has not been made perfect in love. Hey, we're in a process. God still loves you. But there's something about when perfect love comes in, it says it casts out all fear. And, and this is what the love of God does. When you receive the love of God in your heart, and it's not, just a, it's not just a good sermon you heard and that you could be like a parrot and repeat it to somebody else. That's what I'm so talking about. When this love gets inside of your heart, I'm telling you, the perfect love casts out fear, and all of a sudden, you can't help but be generous, and now your eyes are off of yourself because you're already full. You're not going like, I'm on half tank. Someone please love me. You're going like, I am overflowing. I realize how loved I am, and my God, it's overflowing. I am like a fountain bursting. (laughs) Didn't we just sing that? Bursting. Up from the ground, you know, whatever, bursting. You're just like overflowing with Father's love. And you're like, oh my gosh, who can I give this away to? <laughs> and it's not just finances now. It's compliments. It's encouragement. You were like an encouragement machine. You, like, you are just like, oh my gosh, Taylor, are those new glasses? No, I've had them for like two years. Well, they look awesome. <laughs> you know, you're like, is that a new beanie? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's like... That's the green, green is the color of growth. And I just see that the Lord is just lifting you up to new levels. And you, you, God's taking limits off of your life. You know, all of a sudden, your whole life turns into like a prophetic encouragement. You know, like you're just blessing people everywhere you go because you could just see it on them. Because you're not worried about yourself anymore. Because why? Because your dad's taking care of you. This is, this is generosity. This is a generous mindset. Like I can bless someone with a 50% tip. Because dad's taking care of me. I can pay someone else compliments because dad already complimented me. I can be generous and blessed because I'm already taken care of. It's, when I bless someone else, it's not taking away from me. It's actually making room for more to come to me. Give and it shall be given unto you. Like if I, if I give this away though, that I will be without. No, 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 no. If you give this away, more is coming to you. This is a mindset, man. This is a mindset. Ooh. Are you okay? Oh, man, we got to, here we go. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm preaching too much. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna land on just a couple of scriptures and I'm gonna pray. Um, Ephesians one. I'm just gonna look at verses three and four, I think, and we're gonna land on this. You all right? Is that was that a was that a good yawn? <laughs> dude, there is this dude who. I was going to say this real quick. There's a dude who like sat probably like right where Chrissy is sitting. And this dude, this is like five, six years ago. I was like not even halfway done with my message. And this dude let out. Do you remember this? And he sat and he's like, he literally lifted his hands like this and went. That loud though. And I was like, all right, looks like I'm done. All right, let's all stand here. It was pretty funny. Jacob remembers. It was really funny. It was really funny. Anyway, I'm okay. If you guys are okay, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm going to say this. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And then he tells us some of these blessings. Verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ooh. I'm going to read verse 4 again. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Just as he chose us. Someone say, he chose me. That's a, that's a real good word right there. Say it again. He chose me. My father chose me. Look at the person next to you. I don't know about you, but he chose me. Okay, that's not entirely true because I do know about you, and I do know that he chose you, but whatever. <laughs> He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy. Everyone say, I am holy. holy. Do you know what holy means? It means set apart for a sacred use. Like, I thought that was for holy people. (laughs) That's what I thought, too, you know. And then, man, actually, I'm going to tell a quick story. Uh, One of the things that broke this was we were in Brazil in 2005, and, and I saw my friend pray for this blind lady, and she got healed, and she started seeing. And I thought... Don't you have to be like at an extra spiritual level in order to see this stuff? <laughs> but apparently he chose me that I would be holy, set apart for a sacred use so I could see this stuff right away. And he was, only, he was only six months old following Jesus at that time. Six months old in the Lord. <laughs> like Hunter is <laughs> my, your son, <laughs> what? <laughs> holy and without blame. Without blame. Who's to blame? Not you. Have anyone ever felt like you were always blamed for everything? He took that off of you, put it on Jesus at the cross. Before him, and it says, in love. And I was close with this, man. This is the kind of stuff that breaks depression. Depression is an inward focus. This is the kind of stuff that depression comes from too much looking in. Good timing. Depression comes from looking in too much. Insecurity is security in the wrong place. Depression comes from focusing too much on the junk instead of lifting your eyes and seeing who you really are. 
sometimes we get depressed because we're focusing on all the junk and we forget to be grateful for what we actually do have. And I want to encourage you guys, this is the stuff that breaks depression. There was stuff going on with God before the world was even formed. And the Bible just told us some of the stuff that was going on. That he was, he chose you. I'm saying all this because I want you to know this is how, this is how God thinks about you. Before the world was even formed, God was thinking about you. Because if he chose you, that means he was thinking about you. You know what I'm saying? And that means he saw you. And that means he loved you. John 17 tells us that he loved us before the foundation of the world. I want you to know this is the way that God thinks about you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've come from, no matter what walk of life you have, this is God. You want to be generous. I want you to know what kind of father you have who's taking care of you. So that way when you give things away, you didn't think that you lost anything. And you didn't think that you're out. You want to break poverty in the world or in the person, wherever you go, in the, in, the, in the restaurants. I'm telling you, all the servers know what I'm talking about. They're like, hook me up. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm telling you the truth tonight. You can literally break poverty with, with not only being generous with finances, but being generous with the way you compliment people, with being generous with the way you love people, and not, not being like, oh, your service was bad, so you're only getting a 5% compliment. Come on, man. Our service was really bad to Jesus. And he gave his entire life because he loved you and he chose you. Are you with me? Who's ready to be the most generous people, man? I'm so, oh, come on. Let's all stand and I was going to pray for you because we're, we're, I think we're done. Just put a hand on someone next to you real quick. And just say this with me. Say, Lord, make them real generous. <laughs> I don't know about me, but just make them real generous, Lord. I don't know. Just <laughs> whatever's in their No, I'm, I'm playing. I'm sorry. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Okay, you can put your hands down. And put, put, just put one of your hands on your forehead, like on your head, on your mind, on your thinking. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. The Bible says that we've been given the mind of Christ. And I just thank you for the generosity of the gospel. That, that you became poor so that we could become rich. You bankrupt heaven to come down and die for sinners. Ah, you became poor so we could become rich. God, I thank you for that. I'm not just talking about what's in our bank account. I'm talking about prosperity in your soul. I'm talking about loving yourself. I'm talking about looking in the mirror and seeing something amazing because God thinks you're amazing, that your opinion would begin to match God's opinion about who you are. Chosen before the foundation of the world, set apart for a sacred use, and no more blame is on you anymore because of what Jesus did at the cross. Let these minds, God, develop this generous mindset. And I'm praying, 
God, I'm praying that wherever we go, that we would be able to break poverty with our generosity. I'm praying that when we go to restaurants, that we'd be able to break the poverty mindset in the server. God, that we'd be able to just bless them real good. And no matter how their service is, that we could be a, a generous people. I pray that we'd be generous in our compliments. I pray that we'd be generous in our service, generous in our volunteering, generous in our love, generous in our patience, because you're real generous in that, Lord. God, I pray in Jesus' name that the DNA of our Father would be just developed, God, that not it's in us, but God, that we'd live it out. And God, that you break any kind of mindset that says that we don't have enough and that we, we don't deserve it. Like, whatever, you paid for it. And so we get it for free. And God, today, we just, we just thank you that you renew our minds. And the Bible said that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Oh, we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, God. Whether we, whether we make $5 a week or $5,000, I thank you. Each one of us has the ability to be generous because it's who you are and it's who we are. Oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. Just put your hands down real quick for a second. <clears throat> thank you, Holy Spirit.